showcasing Watford's talent, Rob Vibes. Tonight, I am joined by Michael Kilby, who's with me in the studio, a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist from Potter's Bar. Hey. Hello, good evening. So you're in my good books already. Why is that? Oh, because the T-shirt. You've got a T-shirt <laughs> with an owl on it. Already a winner for me. I haven't so. worn this for years as well, and I thought, I don't know why. You must have had, just had this feeling that yeah. Nia is a bit obsessive with owls, <laughs> so this is the right T-shirt tonight. Um, amazing. So thanks so much for coming down to see Thank us. You. Now, I've, ha- I've, ha- I've been having a mooch and a little, um, not stalk, but just checking out all your social media pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very clear to me that you play more than one instrument. So yeah. give us a list of how many you play in total. It's not it's not that. I mean, I suppose when you say multi-instrumentalist, it sounds a bit showy. Um, I started actually on the uh, recorder, then I played the oboe at school, which I didn't really like that much. But um, it was good for developing breath control, which is actually mm. good for singing. Um, and then I started teaching myself guitar about age 11 or 12. And in the last couple of years, I've started teaching myself piano. Um, and I'm really annoyed I've left it this late to play the piano because it's such a fundamental instrument, you know, for any kind of melodic music. Um, so that's my new passion is actually sort of keyboard and piano. Um, so yeah, so four, I suppose. And Five, how, if you how are you teaching yourself though? Because a lot of people these days are doing sort of YouTube tutorials mm-hmm. while, while learning instruments, or are you just doing it all by ear? By ear, really, because I've got a terrible mathematical brain. Like I was always, always bottom set maths at school. So for me, it's, it's patterns and which is it probably makes it a lot harder for me if i did sit down and do a bit of theory i'd probably save myself some time but i can't work that way it's just my brain just doesn't want to know that way so i just do it by patterns and by experience and um and the more i play the more i want to play and just if it's like anything if you do five minutes of something each day you gradually get get better at it and um i just love the sound i'm very lucky to live somewhere we've got a piano and i just love the sound of it um put the reverb pedal on it's just so such an expressive instrument so um so yeah, that's that's what I've been spending my spare five minutes of the last past few months doing. Amazing. Oh, okay. when, you, when you say that you started on the recorder, yeah. are we talking how we all used to play recorder yeah, in exactly. primary school and make horrible sounds on it? Yeah. But yeah. you obviously were making quite a good sound if you enjoyed playing it and, and, and rehearsed outside yeah. of school as well. I just wanted to play it more than anyone else, as I've said in other sort of interviews I've done. Like, um started in a group of six playing the recorder and then four or five people don't really want to be there not really interested but i just loved it i'd play it in the car park you know played um titanic in the orchestra and record is not an orchestral instrument but um they got me to play the titanic so it's a bit cheesy now looking back on it but um and then i started on the oboe because my music teacher thought he'd, he'd rather i did something a bit more challenging than the recorder which is quite a basic you know starting instrument as you say i love it that that kick-started it all but what about when you fell in love with music apart from just playing it wh- did you yeah. grow up in a house where there was loads of music being played um yeah not so much in a house i remember being in my mum's car she always had a mixture of classic music classical classic fm or um what did she have chris rear and uh fine young cannibals like classic music like that um and i just loved singing along to those tunes as well i was like i was getting in trouble at school for humming things and um <laughs> So yeah, and and it was really a friend called George who I met at school about age eleven who introduced me to the you know, bands like the Stereophonics that were great at their peak back then in the nineties, and I just fell in love with that slightly edgier, rocky sound. Um, and that was it. Just had to learn guitar just because I wanted to be able to play those songs so much for my own entertainment. I just had to learn because it was just and being able to play other people's songs for me at the start was just such a you know great feeling. So I just loved the nineties for music. And when was it that you started writing your own material then? Uh, it was only about age uh, 19 or 20. It was only a few years ago, um, after university, actually. 
Um, I've been in a band before that where I was the bass player and, and backing vocalist, and I had a really inspirational friend called Jamie who was an amazing songwriter, but I'd never conceived myself as a songwriter. But then um, very suddenly quite a lot of things changed in my life, and I was at sort of a bit of a dead end. I got a bit depressed, and, and suddenly everything sort of... It just... I started writing songs. They just seemed to be... It sounds, again, it sounds really sort of pretentious, but they seemed to be writing themselves. I just felt, you know, that... Um, there was stuff to come out and uh and that was it really i wrote about 12 or 13 songs in a six month period um and that's how it works it's sort of ebb and flow sometimes i go about you know i went a year and a half without really writing anything um but when you hit a sort of purple patch this stuff sort of just seems to come out and you know melodies and the best times when the melodies and lyrics sort of arrive at the same time as part of the same idea is that's when you feel like you've got something that's special or worth recording i suppose well, let's get a song on from you then. I want to hear all about how you've made um, your first two EPs. Your second EP is out now. I want to hear all about that. But first, let's give right. everyone a taster okay. of Michael Kilby. What are you going to play for us? I'm going to play We Were Meant for Mars, um, which is a song for anyone that's ever felt they don't quite belong um, somewhere. So here we go. It's called We Were Meant for Mars. We did. 
anything here at all We came for fun Now you're killing us slowly We were meant for Mars Meant for Mars We will pick it up slowly And those who don't believe In what we've seen Are wrong and they're hiding it clearly We were meant for Mars Meant for Mars This doesn't make it right Sweet ultraviolet light No, this doesn't make it right The powers still hold us tight We were meant for Mars Oh, and now you're killing us slowly We were meant for Mars Meant for Mars Michael Kilby live in session on Raw Vibes. So that was brilliant. Now, which EP Thank was you. that from? Uh, that hasn't been released yet. I'm, ah, I'm holding that one back. <laughs> nice. Um, I like that. A bit of a teaser then for, yes, yes. for future music. So your debut EP only came out um, last year, 2014, mm. Indigo. Um, but you had quite a lot of themes running through that. So you were saying how um, it's sort of in that moment that, that you hit sort of a bit of a down period and, and a low period. And mm. that's how where all these songs sort of stemmed yeah. from. So, was this the theme that you had running through that um, EP? Did you realise that it was happening, or was it something that afterwards you looked at and you're like, oh, hang on, that's coming throughout? Um, it's so strange now, because when I look back now, I can't... There's a, a sense of... Um, I always feel like you're only going to create something when you're not consciously aware of what you're doing. If your mind gets involved, you, you can't write. It's going to end up sounding like something else. So, it's really weird. Looking back now, I don't really feel like I was... I can't remember how it felt to be in that zone, so to speak. But, um, I mean, they, I think they say you're always closer to enlightenment if you're sad than happy. Yeah. You're more likely to reach a stage like that. So, yeah, it was definitely the fact that um, it's definitely an outpouring of sorts that happened. But, yeah, I really can't explain. And as I said, since then, I've had other sort of shorter periods where it happens and, and songs come. But, yeah, I'm not too familiar with writing songs when I feel happy. And I do feel happy sometimes, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> People wonder. That, that EP, Indigo, you recorded yeah. that in just in your friend's bedroom? Yeah, well, um, I, I'm lucky to have a really talented friend called Dean, who's um, the opposite of me in terms of being a, a sort of mathematical and a logical genius. So he just mastered the mixing process quite quickly, and we just worked with what we had, which was a bedroom um, program, drums, you know, plug-in electric guitar, and luckily today with digital stuff, you know, you can do all sorts of things. So we did quite a good job. Um, the fact that you know people love the indigo recording it's had almost 10,000 views on youtube amazing um it's amazing it's just testament again i owe so much to dean because if he hadn't said to me back then oh come on come around to my bedroom you know i know you're feeling depressed but come on we'll record some songs i was like don't really have any songs yet and it was a real mutual thing i was spurring him on with his production and he was spurring me on to write more and um and it was yeah it was great i wonder what would have happened if i hadn't had dean in the bedroom six years ago when we started first started writing um it's, it's hard to imagine how things would have turned out. So Dean is a bit of a legend here. He is, uh, yeah. Thank you so much because otherwise Michael might not be sitting here Mine today. So your um, most recent EP, which you've just recently released, um, mm -hmm. many moons ago, it's an acoustic EP. Yeah. Um, so how different was that for you to to release? Is it quite a different sound? Then I'm guessing. Um, yes, and I did this one without Dean. I did this at home because I've got um, I've invested in a tube microphone. So I've got a nice, rich-sounding vocal mic. Brilliant. Um, and an acoustic guitar. So again, work with what you've got. 
um, I've got a basic recording set up and I just wanted to keep it as raw as possible, not spend too long agonising over arrangements um, and just got it down and, and often when you do that it's better than playing around with stuff for days and months and eventually getting sick of it so I think all three recordings are quite raw and very sort of intimate um, and very real which um, yeah hopefully people are enjoying they seem to be so. i love it like intimate gigs um are my favorite gigs to go to and, and just people that write honest music that you really can relate to and mm-hmm. you just feel like you almost build a relationship with the singer even if you're not at a live gig and you just listen to their music i just think that's so special i hope so yeah i mean that's my my audience online I mean, they mean everything to me because they're the people that, that get it if you see what i mean like mm-hmm. my music's of everything to me because it's my form of expressing myself so when people connect with your music and they don't know you particularly well it's like the most purest relationship you can have because they know you only for your you know your musical side which i think is you know your truest side the truest expression of yourself so yeah i agree with you and if, if people do feel that way about my music then i'm very pleased. <laughs> Amazing. Well, but you originally uh, were in a band, so playing bass um, and doing some backing vocals. Yeah. Was that um, the Franks? That was the Franks, yeah. And then you went solo. Yeah. But now, even though um, this acoustic EP has recently come out, mm. now when you go out on stage, you've mm. got a band behind That's you. That's the thing. Did you miss working with other musicians? Um, yes. I mean, I, sometimes I, th- I wonder if my voice is better suited to, you know, intimate acoustic playing. I love that, but my passion will always be... Um, full full epic rock um ever since i saw dave grohl on mtv2 performing monkey wrench by the food fighter i thought yes that is that is fair. i went home i think played my electric guitar till my fingers bled just trying to be dave grohl and wow. <laughs> and um i just yeah i'm i love doing both in a way it's a bit of a dilemma because i wonder have i got to you know choose a route and stick to it you know acoustic or or rock but i think if i'm being honest it's the rock that and the full band dynamic yeah. and everyone being in that moment that really appeals to me and I guess working with other musicians and being around other people sort of can change the way you write sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my one of the most important songs live is called The Wild. And again, Dean's going to get a reference here. He just played a little thing on electric guitar, just as messing around doing a scale or something. And I'm just like, keep doing that. And it, it provoked a whole, probably the, the song I'm proudest of. And um, it only takes a very little spark of something that throws you off guard or takes you into a different mindset. Um, and then a whole song can can come off the back of it. So definitely, definitely helps working with other people. And people love what you are doing. We're getting so much love for you on oh. Twitter. <laughs> um, here are a few. So we've had um, Simon get in touch saying, nice to hear Michael Kilby on Vibe 107.6. Hope um, everyone's enjoying listening, and I think there really will be. Um, and just you being so honest as well about um, your music and how you've got into it and everything. Um, Betty has is listening from Portugal. Uh, Michael is a great artist and an amazing human being. Wow. So there you go. Um, we are Sea Queens. We absolutely love this song. Um, hashtag meant for Mars. Um, Michael Kilby, you are sounding perfect. Um, and we've got Taylor Fry 100 as well. Michael, absolutely shining tonight. Oh, well thanks, done. Guys. So loads of love coming in. If you want to send in your messages, you can tweet us at Vibe1076. Um, let us know what you think and uh, whether you're enjoying the show. Maybe you've got a question for Michael. We might be able to squeeze it in um, while we've got him in the studio. Well, let's hear another song then, because that's what people okay. are enjoying tonight uh what's the second song that you're okay, gonna this song's play for called us? for you um i'd like to dedicate it to my family actually but um it's the first time i've played it acoustically i've only you know i've never played it certainly not on radio so it's a bit of a, a treat in that sense and it's certainly not in a perfect state so it's going to be a little raw but um if we get to the end then <laughs> well you're in the right place because raw is perfect <laughs> for this show michael this is michael kilby live in session on raw vibes this is for you 
hurts All the half-lit souls here tonight They're all gathered here for you And with our thoughts All the unturned stones in your life They unturn themselves too Oh 
those roads for years Michael Kilby live in session on Road Vibes. And that was a nice teaser. So for you, it's a brand Thank new you. track, not heard by many yet. Not heard by many. There's a clip of it on SoundCloud. Again, a sort of rough bedroom recording, but um, I've certainly never played it live before, um, as maybe you could tell. Um, and definitely want to bring it out with the band, you know, because it's got a lot of um, dynamic sense that are rising throughout and um, a nice epic drum fill into the final section. So really looking forward to working on it with the band and, yeah, and releasing it. Amazing. And where do people need to go to keep an eye on all your gigs and where they can get hold of your music? Um, MichaelKilby.com, I suppose, um, my website. Um, that's Michael and then Kilby, K-I-L-B-E-Y. Um, it's very commonly misspelled B-Y, as you can probably expect. Um, and from there, you can go to my Facebook, my Twitter. I'm on, you know, I'm a bit of a social media hound. I love it. It's uh, good, though, because yeah. then people can keep up to date with where you are. Yeah. Have you absolutely. got any gigs coming up that we can come uh, see you at? We do. Um, next Saturday, we're actually playing at Kensington Roof Gardens. Oh, it's nice. really certainly the poshest place I've ever played. <laughs> um, playing with the full band. And um, I think there's a barbecue on the rooftop, and then we're playing. And then entry gets you into the club afterwards as well. And it's £10 if you're on my guest list. So um, drop me a message. Um, or as I said, there's a ticket link on the website at the very top at michaelkilby.com if you want to come. Um, so by all means, come along. You definitely had me at the full band gig, but once you said barbecue, I, I need to sign <laughs> up for that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming in to see us. Now. Now. Showcasing Watford's talent.